Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, so, you know, I know you are all the true fans because uh, you came back after the last week's episode, uh, my nice experimental musical episode. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm here to ask you a big, big favor today. Uh, you know, I've been doing the show for a while, 101 episodes, uh, here we are. And, you know, I just gonna ask if you can uh, help me out a bit here. Uh, so, you know, I am an independent author, as you know, and most of my money that I get for, you know, doing uh, stuff like this, like the podcast and making music, it actually all comes from my my books and, and my writing. Uh, and it's not that much, by the way. I, I still work 40 hours a week at a, at a day job doing something completely different that's not podcasting or writing or any of the uh, creative stuff that I do. So, you know, the, the money that I get just helps me continue to do this. It helps me pay for editors and it helps me pay for, uh, you know, <laughs> better equipment uh, to record. It helps me, you know, keep up <laughs> basically doing what I'm doing. And so if you like what I do, uh, I want you to go ahead and do me a big giant favor today. Since all of you have already heard Tuners, uh, if you haven't, go back to the very first season of this show, and, and you could listen to Tuners that way. I, I read the book out. It was the first thing that I read uh, on this show. And uh, since you've all heard Tuners before, I want you to leave me a review on Amazon if you if you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, so if you like tuners, go ahead and take the time to leave a review. Now, right now, the best way to leave a review is to download tuners, which is free, by the way. Uh, so between May 11th and uh, May 15th, it's going to be a free download. So even if you don't plan to read it, I suggest you download a copy of the book anyways uh, for free. So it's not going to cost you anything to do the download. But what that will do to your review 
is if you leave the review, it will say verified Amazon purchase. So it's going to go ahead and say basically that uh, you do actually own a copy of the book. <laughs> so when you leave a review, it's not going to just look like you're just a random person to leave a review. Now, with that being said, I do want you all to be honest with your reviews. So, you know, don't run out and give me five stars because that's that's not what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for honest uh, feedback in a review. So, you know, if you listen to tuners and you're like, Aaron, uh, I don't really like it. Not my thing. It was terrible. Please don't do anything like that again. Then go ahead and do a one star review and and go ahead and explain why you believe it's one star. Or if you're like Aaron, that was the best book ever. I love it. I'm I, I really want you to do more. And and here's why I love it. Then go ahead and give it a, a five star. Or, or if you just thought it was okay, nothing special, give it three stars. You know, uh, any review, good or bad, helps out. Uh, you know, independent authors, we have a hard time getting a lot of reviews on our books. Uh, usually I think the ratio is maybe one of every a thousand people that read your book gives a, a review, uh, you know, so that's a whole heck of a lot of, uh, people you got to get reading your books. And, <laughs> and believe me, I have nowhere near that amount of people. So, you know, in order to, to make people feel safe about, you know, getting my book, then they, you know, need reviews on them. So, you know, I'm asking you a huge favor for me. So go ahead and download a copy of the book for free and then take the time to leave a review on Amazon. And of course, what that will do is help people, uh, you know, find the book. And of course, once again, I ask you for complete honesty in the reviews. I'm not looking for a good review. Uh, I'm looking for an honest review. So whatever stars you think tuners deserves that's what you should give it and uh yeah if you could help me out that would be fantastic uh that's a good way to help the show and not spend any money so uh it helps me once again continue doing what i'm doing uh yeah and and just remember the the free download is for a limited time only so i'll, I'll leave the link in the show notes but you could also just pull up an uh, amazon window and just type in tuners aaron frail uh you know not so popular yet that you can type in just tuners. You know, if you just type in the word tuners, you're going to find like guitar tuners and piano tuners and, you know, like, like the things that most people think of when they think of a tuner. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> so you need my name at the end of it to uh, <laughs> find tuners if you're just searching for it that way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's also a link in the show notes for you. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all of you. I hope you had at least a laugh at last week's episode. And uh, I know Orion's getting very exciting now. It's almost to the end. Uh, has anyone guessed the uh, surprise ending yet? Uh, this is around the time I think people start figuring it out. But maybe you haven't figured it out yet. I don't know. You know, I'm not... I, I was always the last one to figure out, you know, surprise endings. I usually, like, figure them out, like like before, uh, <laughs> like, like exactly when the filmmaker intends me to do it, you know, like, like the sixth sense, that, that, that movie, I'm going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen the sixth sense, which I don't know who hasn't at this point, but, uh, you know, I, I had a friend who was really good at guessing surprise endings. He literally in the first, like five minutes of the movie said, the kid's dead, <laughs> you know, like out loud in the theater. It's like, everyone's like, oh man, you know, like, <laughs> Like, he is really good at those surprise endings. Me, I'm, I'm not so good at them. 
so I, I, I usually figure it out when people uh, intend it. But, you know, maybe maybe you figured out my surprise ending for Orion by this point. Uh, you know, don't spoil it for everybody, but, but uh, it'd be interesting to you know you could you can email me if you if you think you figured it out and I can <laughs> let you know if you if you have uh you know <laughs> but uh anyways uh yeah so we left off there is this kind of remote control of stabby that uh Orion found and they of course defeated Grimwalt and Grimwalt in his uh last ditch effort to kind of save his life pressed the panic button and then everyone turned into Stabby. And then, of course, the, the Stabby that uh, had taken over the princess, the one that was around before the panic button was pressed, uh, he told Orion to run. And so that's where we're picking up the story from here. We ran out of the arena. Lucky for us, most of the people were on the bleachers. Only the people involved in the tournament were at the end of the tracks. We evaded two stable boys turned into Stabby and ducked under swords swung by a knight who was also Stabby. The Stabby mob spilled over the bleachers into the battlefield and chased after us. We broke free from the jousting arena and ran down the street. A Stabby innkeeper and Stabby bar patrons flooded out after us. Stabby dressed as several prostitutes flung furniture and vases at us from the upper floors. We hurried through the town, dodging left and right. More and more people were filling the streets behind us. As we ran, I noticed a man driving an ox cart. He wasn't possessed by clones. I ran towards him, thinking that I could grab the cart. However, when we got close, the man changed before my eyes. His face dissolved into little points of light and then faded back into stabby. He jumped out of the ox cart and swiped at me as I changed course. The woods were the only option. The crowd chasing us got bigger and bigger. The mob roared through the streets, screaming for the dagger. The gate guards up ahead weren't sure what to do. They watched as we came closer. They must have seen the king and the royal family in the mob because they began cranking the gate closed. I pushed harder than I had in any of my other lives. Once all the guards changed to stabby, they dropped what they were doing to get the gates down. The stabby guards on the wall shot arrows at us. I was lucky enough to have several lifetimes of dodging death from above in the Roman battlefield. As I was able to make it through the gate, there was only about a foot or two of clearance. All but one of the guards dropped the crank and pulled out their weapons. They swiped at us and we slid under it as it closed behind us. The mob crashed against the barrier and the guards had trouble cranking it back up. I turned towards Stabby to ask him a question and he pushed me out of the way of a pile of rocks. They were raining from the parapets. A steaming cauldron of oil was tipping over. We avoided the rocks and barely made it out of the path of the oil. Arrows and crossbow bolts followed us into the woods. We ran for what seemed like an inordinate amount of time. I slowed down and Stabby yelled, We need to keep moving, bro! Why? These woods are infinite, just like this whole kingdom. We need to make it to where there are no other humans. Uh, there's a lake. I, I would go out there to think, but my father would always find me there. Your father's dead, right? I bounded through the woods with Stabby at my heels. So far, he hadn't tried to take the dagger or, or murder me. I was still on guard and not sure if I could trust him quite yet. It was a poor way to treat someone who had saved my life, but I couldn't be sure of anything anymore. We punched through the forest to the crystal clear lake with an oak tree on the shore. I sat at the base of the tree like I had countless times before. Stabby made no move to retrieve the dagger or the remote from me. 
He sat next to me. His princess dress was torn to shreds and smudged with dirt. If Stabby left her body now, it would have been a hell of a time explaining all this to her. <laughs> First off, couldn't you reason with yourself, convince all the yous out there not to create a mob? I said, exasperated. You had to hold me at sword point just to get me to listen to you. What makes you think thousands of me's will give me even a chance to speak? I'm boiling oil first and conversation later. No wonder why you don't have any friends. I'm not here to make friends or impress anybody. <laughs> You've made that clear. Well, since I got one of you to listen to me, let's start from the beginning. Who the fuck are you? And more importantly, who the fuck am I? And where are we? Because I'm pretty sure this is not the Middle Ages. I said as I dangled the remote control. You're asking the wrong questions. Well, why don't you enlighten me on the right ones? The real question is, why do you keep coming back to life? <laughs> yeah, that's something I want to know. No matter how many times I try and kill you, you keep coming back. Wait, you're, you're trying to kill me? Not liberate me from the state of undeath? Uh, dial the sarcasm down a bit, bro. I just told you that to make you feel better about yourself. But yes, I want more any, more than anything to stab you in the eye and have you never come back again. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> so what's changed? Why aren't you attempting to wrestle me down and get your dagger and precious remote back? I realize the futility of it all. No matter how many times I stab you, you always come back. You're telling me that you saved my life because of some serial killer ex existential crisis? The rocks would have incapacitated you. The other versions of me would have stabbed you. The cycle would go on and on and on. What's the point if you could never accomplish your goal? Tell me about it, man. It's the first time I understand you. You know, you could have tried something different. <laughs> like what? I couldn't believe I was giving advice to some guy whose sole mission in life was to kill me. But then again, I also had this pretty weird day today. You know, like when I was attempting to win over the princess? I, I didn't stick with the same tactic every time. I'd switch things up. Oh, I have been trying different configurations. Press the Orion button on the remote. I hesitated. If he would kill you, I would have forced you to press it a long time ago. I had nothing to lose at this point, so I hit the button. A display appeared over the dagger. It was a holographic miniature version of the galaxy. It displayed the three stars of Orion's belt with different calculations and coordinates. Stabby explained, To kill you, permanently I mean, I need to calculate the precise location in the galaxy where the stars of Orion's belt can be seen in this configuration and enter those coordinates into the dagger. Not to sound dumb, I said, but isn't this the view from Earth? That's what I thought in our first life. I thought I'd kill you for sure, but when I configured the Earth's coordinates in the dagger, I got nothing. Then I realized it's more complicated than that. You see, Earth is revolving around the sun, right? Which is in one of the spiral arms, which the arms then revolve around the galaxy. Not to mention the stars in Orion's belt, they're in motion too. So that's it. For your entire existence, you repeatedly reconfigure the dagger meant to kill me, and you never ask why? Why do you love the princess? Stabby said. I 
and didn't have an answer for him. Ever since I first saw her in my vision on the eve of my first battle, I knew I was meant to be with her. I was so firm in my conv conviction that I went through endless iterations to win the heart of a person who I really didn't know all that well. Sure, I interacted with her in many different lives, and she always seemed like she was into me, but until Stabby so rudely interrupted, I never ended up with her. How could I love someone I didn't really know so much that I would endure the torture, the pain and struggle of endless lifetimes? Stabby smiled at my hesitation and said, it, it would suck to struggle through all these lifetimes to win her heart and find out she's like a total bee or only loves women or has some weird sexual preferences that you just can't handle, you know? Uh, I don't know why I'm compelled to kill you any more than you know why you're on this endless quest for the affection of the princess. And what about the door? Yeah, I was getting at that. You see, I have a plan for you. Beyond that door is the hub for all the lives. Stabby said. The controls for reality? More like the gateway to reality. I use it to leave each life to go to the next one after I kill you. It's good for moving from life to life without suicide. <laughs> Sounds like a good way for the princess of me to shop for retirement property. <laughs> sure, but you barely got away from my copies on this one. The panic button has already been pressed. My copies will follow you anywhere. But I have a plan that will allow you to finally be with your princess. A serial killer has a secret plan, a remote cabin where we can make love. I know how this ends. Look, bro, Stabby said. We're both stuck in this endless loop to fulfill our existence. Call me crazy, but I felt it when you kissed her, or, or me rather. I used to laugh at you and wonder why you just put your through, yourself through this endless torture just for a chance to be with her, bro. But then I realized I was doing the same thing. I wanted to kill you, and I would frustrate myself endlessly because you'd always come back. Well, boo freaking who? I might be struggling for uh, something different, but the pain I experience is real, man. It hurts right here. You're not convincing me. And I'll probably never will. I just never understood you until... Until the kiss. That's right. I know how much you love and why you struggle. Maybe I never fulfill my life's purpose, but at least you can fulfill yours. Maybe my endless loop will end if yours does too. So what? You'll find me a place where I can hide away forever with the princess and I'll just trust that it will make you less compelled to kill me? It's like having an Alcoholics Anonymous sleepover party at a bar. You haven't heard my plan, bro. He pleaded. What is it? We go to the hub, find a life for you, then force me out of the princess's body. I thought you could just leave. Those body has to die. So you're going to make me kill the only version of the princess I ever kissed? Sounds like you have it all worked out. You think immortality would have taught you patience. And you think it would have given you a soul. Oh, but it did. You see, we can go to a reality where we can kill someone and bring them back to life under controlled medical conditions. Like use a defibrillator? St stop her heart, I mean your heart, and then you leave the host body and I zap her back to life? Yeah, you get the princess and I end my existence. You'll just come back in another host. Ah, uh, 
but there's one life that's locked away from the rest. I can't access it. I don't know what happens in it or, or why it's locked. So there's a life you can't follow me. That's right. At first, I thought you'd find that life and hide out from me there. But after a while, I realized you didn't have access to the hub. What are we waiting for? Let's go. There's a catch. What? In that life, if you die, I can't end your existence and have you start over. If you live that life, that's it. You could only live it once. If you screw it up, it's over. I'd rather live one life well than a mediocre existence with many do-overs. Well then, I guess it's time for you to press the button. I hit the door on the remote and the Victorian-era darkwood door appeared in front of me. I grabbed the ornate handle and turned the knob. It clicked and squeaked open. I couldn't see inside, so I turned to Stabby and motioned for him to go there first. Stabby walked through and disappeared into the darkness. As much as he seemed genuine in his desire to help, I still didn't trust him deep down. I pulled out the dagger, and I stepped through. Alright, that was Orion. Getting interesting. Well, I will see you next week with another episode. And yeah, don't forget to uh, download Orion for free and just go ahead and leave your thoughts and opinions on Orion in the form of a review. Honesty, please. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, take a listen to all that other stuff on the Real Paranormal Activity Network. Uh, there's an app, so easy to listen to. Have a good night.